Hello everybody, it's me, uh, Lindsay Rogers. Welcome to episode number six of season three of the Pro Wrestling Fan Vlog Podcast. So apparently we're gonna be going over some stuff and uh yeah. I just hopefully I don't end up hearing any more dramas uh from that we from that guy who just had to be a complete and utter weirdo. More likely a jerk. Without further ado, just let's let's get going, shall we? <laughs> so I may have got some information on Jeff Hardy as the uh wrestling community is really wondering what the heck is going on with uh on with uh Matt Hardy's brother. And uh let me read his article from Fightful. Cause geez Louise, this is nuts. Anyway, an article posted from Fightful, written out by uh, Jeremy Lambert, who's the article says here, Jeff Hardy's court case in relation to June 2022 DUI has been closed. Oh, boy. Here we go. According to the article, Jeff Hardy's case has been closed. Um, Volosisa County Clerk of Circuit Court records showed that on February 23rd, Jeff Hardy's case in regarding to his June 2022 DOI was closed. (coughs) On February February, uh, 21st, a motion to suppress was filed with the description of unreliable breath test results. The document lists the breath test procedures with the following notes in regarding to the results being unreliable. According to these three three uh, notes here, it says here, number 20, Mr. Hardy's breath test did not comply with FDLE's requirements in, in established in FDLE's administrative rules to ensure reliable quality breath tests. 21. There is is insufficient probative evidence that the breath tests in Mr. Hardy's case were performed substantially in accordance with methods approved by FDLE and with a compliance machine approved by FDLE. 22. For the above reasons, this court should enter an order excluding of every evidence of a breath test and breath test results attained in this case. On February 23rd, Hardy signed a written plea of no contest to third offense of DUI with 10 years, within 10 years driving while his license was suspended, revoked or canceled, and a driving violation with a driver's license restriction. Hardy has been credited for serving 38 days in jail. He It is listed that he's on probation for 24 months and fined with $4,000 with court costs listing at $586. Understand they're all in the U.S. His driver's license is listed as being suspended for 10 years. Part of the sentence includes vehicle impoundment for 90 days and vehicle interlock device for two years. I wonder how this is going to be transferred back to 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 uh, Jeff's hometown. 
Other provisions include attending a DUI school or drug rehab program and community service. On June 13th, Jeff Hardy was arrested in Viosia County, Florida, and charged with DUI, driving with a suspended license, and violating restriction placed on a driver's license. On June 14th, Hardy was suspended without pay by AEW. He cannot return to the program until he finished substance abuse treatment. Tony Khan noted ahead of AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door that Hardy's doing much better and was currently in treatment. That's much it. In other words, for those who are wondering, yes. Um, my thoughts about this is, this is really insane. I mean, if he, I mean, he got caught, and now what? Uh, the people who are, like, who are representing him is like, yeah, th- this is this is not right. And on top of that, I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, understand that. I understand that this is gonna go right. I mean, I don't know if Jeff is still living where his brother's living is, which is, um, uh, Cameron, North Carolina. But, um, you know, it's really hard to say. I mean, I don't know if that's entirely true or not because the person who might answer that would be Matt at, I would say, not re, not Reeby Hardy. I mean, leave, I think it's best to leave Matt's wife alone. Especially don't ask her on TikTok. Um, the reason why is I think she doesn't like talking about it and, it moves away from what she's doing and is uh, making videos upon her family. And I'm wondering if there's going to be any more gothic baby. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if Matt's going to say something about this or maybe he's not. I mean, and and by the way, yeah, that's was that was actually from last year. Yeah, that he's really getting help. But I don't know... I don't know what is the update still to this. But anyway... Um, I'm just glad that I'm hearing things going on with um, Jeff Hardy. But it sucks that he cannot be drive. He can't drive. So he needs to be chaperoned. I mean, seriously... So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but as long as, as long as Jeff is getting uh, the treatment he get, needs, that is fine. I mean, seriously. Um, but it's really crazy that, that this is happening. And Jeff, and Jeff, I don't, I don't think Jeff lives in Florida. He's, I think he still lives in, uh, Cameron, North Carolina. I mean, so this is going to be taken right back to North Carolina. Seriously. So, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that Jeff's going to make everything up as he can when he's back home. But this is really, really um, crazy that this is happening to him.
So, <laughs> so I'm hopeful. I'm hopefully for the uh, for them. Uh, I mean, I'm hopefully if I don't know when if Jeff Hardy is going to be able to be see on television again. I mean, I mean, I haven't heard nothing much as of late, but. I'm just hoping for Jeff that everything is well for him. And the treatment Tony's saying he's getting, that's kind of good. But, um, I mean, but that was from last year. I don't know if he still is, um, or is he going to do. And probably the community out, and plus the community service, he's probably going to still do that, even if he is welcome back with AEW. I mean, yeah, I mean, seriously, sure, why not? But understand, I mean, Jeff is going to be, uh, needs to be chaperoned. I mean, I mean, he's going to, somebody's going to have to bring him in, make sure he goes right to do his, do what he can do, and then go, and then just brought back. I mean, seriously. And I'm just hoping it's somebody that is not, has to be, uh, his sister-in-law. All right, I'm just saying. But anyway, um, yeah, that's much I can split. Hopefully, say. But I still gonna ask anybody who's listening to this, please do not go bother Rapey about Jeff. All right, I don't think it. I don't think it's a good idea because it makes Rapey very much uncomfortable. I believe, and unless unless she speaks to her husband about this, I mean that's fine, but. I don't think she doesn't want to talk about her brother-in-law. So, I think it's for the best if you just leave uh, Rebe alone. Um, and let her do what she can. Especially on TikTok, okay? <laughs> Alright, so I'm going to talk to you guys about Jim Cornette. I know there are those who are trying to keep trending his name. His last name. But... I just want to let everybody know, please do not trend Cornette's name. If you guys do not like him, just don't trend it, okay? But there are those who are, and they said, because they, and mostly I noticed these tweets, and they said they don't like him. Well, except for one tweet that brought my attention. And actually, what happened was, every time when I went to go tap Cornette's name, I ended up seeing a tweet, and somebody who decided to take a clip from um, probably Maki Ito's uh, streaming. I don't know. I think this was probably on her um, Instagram account or somewhere. Anyway, somebody asked Maki. Um, if you guys don't know who Maki Ito is, she's was once a pop idol who got fired, but now she's a pro wrestler. And I like to call her a wrestling idol because she's a wrestler, and she used to do pop and used to be a pop idol. And I decided, combine the two times, she's a wrestling idol. Oh, anyway, it turns out Maki said somebody asked Maki if she likes Cornette or Shizuki D Shizuki Minoru. I mean, sorry, Minoru Shizuki. And I was like, well, she admits she likes both of them because she likes everybody, despite of her swearing. And that's fine because that's her character. But then she says that Cornette does not like her or 
she actually said the H word, and I'm like, oh dear lord. I was like, I can't believe who does not like Makiito. And it's Cornette. I mean, yeah, okay, I get that. Cornette's, and she said that he doesn't like her. I was very sad to hear about this. But, but if, but for somebody to said that, I mean, yeah, that's kind of crazy. But it made me feel sorry for Maki that she likes Cornette, even though Cornette doesn't like her. But the very strange, very same time, anybody who, very same time, I see in this clip going around about, um, from, taken from, uh, Shane Strickland's podcast known as, uh, the Swerve, uh, was it Swerve City Podcast or Swerve Podcast? Sorry about this, uh, Swerve. <laughs> That's also he likes to be known. It, so what happened was, um, in his podcast, he and his friends had Kenny Omega on his podcast. And they're all sitting around. And Kenny talks to, uh, Strickland and tells them, and I guess they were talking about wrestlers. And specifically, they talked about, about the Joshi, Joshi wrestlers. That's for those who are wondering. Joshi, Joshi is a term for uh, Japanese female wrestlers. Anyway. It turns out. Um, turns out. There's been revealed. Turns out Kenny revealed that. They have been. They're getting awful rude hate rude, uh, awful rude mean comments about them and for some reason I find it very horrible well somebody would do that and and I don't know if he meant everybody in the pro wrestling community but I think he knows who he was talking about but and I was like I can't believe that and he's not just talking about and it's not just about Maki Ito, but no, he's talking about every female, every, yeah, he's talking about every Joshi wrestler who ever comes to AEW. And I was like, really? And, and I guess somebody quote tweets, somebody who had the clip mentioned about Cornette. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Listen, I will say this for those who, who do not like about Cornette? How about y'all need to chill, okay? I'm not defending Cornette, even though I don't like the guy. In fact, I still never forgive him since his terrible comments about um, about Kai Omega and Kota Ibushi, and he, even though he still mentions about them, but, you know. No, just understand that Jim Cornette is just an old man who's just desperate for attention. And and he's rubbing the wrong people, and he's rubbing the ro- the people the wrong way. I'm just saying. Alright, if you guys don't like Cornette, Papa, don't trend him. Just say, I don't like what this guy's talking about. And, you know, alright. But if you continue to mention about him and talk about him, you know, this is going to bring attention.
And I know a lot of people are so angry about what he had said. And no matter if it was about the wrestlers or what Kenny Omega has done, it should not it should not reflect your thoughts about these wrestlers. Even though there are those who are like really nuts about Cornette and they worship the ground that he walks. But then, of course, I'm pretty sure there are Cornette fans who like them. And they should completely ignore what Cornette's trying to say. You know, he should not have you having your mind to change and do not like these wrestlers. That's what is making Kenny Omega very upset. And as for me, I don't like it when my one of my favorite wrestlers is getting so much awful comments from an old man who who still wants to be relevant. I mean, I even know I haven't spoken to my friend Rich about what Cornette has been saying, and even though he'll probably say things like, yeah, I can much agree to that. But then again, I mean, Rich, you haven't watched much of anything, but, I mean, but Cornette's just, just crazy. In fact, let me tell you this little weird story. I'm actually, I'm just going <coughs> to talk about this. And this actually had to deal with somebody who's actually, turns out he's a Cornette supporter. Even though I kind of followed him because he interviewed uh, Chris Hero. But what happened was, yeah, there's this guy who did something and he interviewed Chris Hero. And I was like, you know, cool, I'll follow you. You're just a wrestling fan. But the day that, but the day when I found out uh, New Japan was um, doing a Halloween show, um, and I was in shock seeing Kenny Omega dressed up as uh, Princess Jasmine from Aladdin, I was like, bruh. <laughs> well, anyway, turns out. This guy who I was following, he came he came after New Japan and me because thanks to Twitter is you can tweet to anybody, including the person who posted the tweet, and anybody who retweeted that you follow gets to see the comment you sent. Well anyway, it turns out he flipped right out and said this is what Cornette talks about, you know, uh, you know, because how k terrible Kenny Omega is. I'm like, you're mad at, you're mad at New Japan, and you're mad at me because I retweeted New Japan, and New Japan just having a Halloween show, and you're mad because of what Kenny Omega has done for Halloween, and I was like. Nah, I'm not going to allow this. I'm not going to allow the slander. So I ended up blocking them. And since then, it was a really good move. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're going to start talking crap about somebody just because the way they are, you don't deserve to be followed anymore. And believe me when I say this, because I ended up block, and actually I had to do another blocking because what happened was somebody, uh, somebody, got.
got angry because it turns out uh, Fred Rosser, formerly known as uh, Darren Young, uh, came out. I know this is very sensitive, but uh, came out as gay. And all of a sudden, um, after finding out, I was like, that's fine. Next thing you know, the person I was following, oh, he says hateful things about Fred. And when he showed up on the Monday Night Raw uh, while he was still employed by WWE around that time, and when it turns out he revealed that he was coming out of the closet, and I was like, nah, man. I mean, seriously. I mean, I know, and the reason why I'm saying this, cause those are, those who are probably sensitive about this, is because either they can't handle this, or the fact is they're living in a country that are really much against us, alright? But, I mean, I just don't want that. So I was very upset by the person who's that individual Twitter user who went after uh, Fred Rosser. And I was, like, annoyed by this. But at the same time, you know, people shouldn't deserve the comments that's made towards them. You know, and it was very sad and upsetting when I found out Somebody tweeted the clip where Maki is very ups- Maki says that Jim Cornette does not like her. I mean, I like Maki Ito. And she says she likes everybody. So she likes all her fans. So that's good. I mean, as long as she's fine in having good f- fans. I mean, but if she wants Cornette's attention, she's not going to have this happen. I mean, Cornette's really losing his freaking mind I mean I mean what did Maki Ito do that Cornette doesn't like her I mean seriously I gotta know I mean straight away he doesn't like I can tell you guys that Cornette doesn't like Omega and Kota Ibushi because of the kiss even though he, even though I do still remember one year, yeah, Cody, no, one year when Kenny and Cody Rose were feuding, <laughs> Kenny ended up kissing uh, Cody's wife. <laughs> I almost asked, I almost asked Kenny, who's the better kisser, Koto Bucci or Brandy Rose? <laughs> Cody, please don't get mad at me. I know it's just a storyline for Ring of Honor, but... Man. (laughs) Cornette's like, I can't believe you said you like that. I mean, come on, Corny. It's part of a storyline. I mean, seriously. For those who are wondering what I mean by in the reference, why would Cornette be angry about Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega kissing? It's actually coming from DDT Pro. Now, understand DDT Pro is very kind of wacky. Understand, it's about storylines and comedy, and you know you can't blame DDT Pro for what they're doing. But for some reason, Cornette doesn't like it. 
Well, Cornette, I'm sorry for saying this. Even though you have a wife who loves cooking and she loves you very much, but getting mad about wrestlers who has who did nothing wrong towards you, yeah, I mean, there's something going on. I mean, seriously, you can talk about the past as... But you don't go crazy on somebody like that. Just because of what? What they did in Japan? I mean, for real. Unbelievable. But, yeah. I mean, Cornette's trying to get... Cornette's trying to turn... How do I say this? Cornette's trying to turn on everybody. Because... Turn everybody against Kenny Omega. Because what Kenny's doing. I mean, Kenny, if Kenny wants to bring in wrestlers, Joshi wrestlers from Japan to AEW for on behalf for Tony Khan, so be it. I mean, you can't you can't blame Kenny for what he's doing. All right? He's trying to bring diversity. And it has to be and if it has to be Japanese wrestlers, I mean, seriously, that's fine with me. But, I don't know. It's just that Cornette has issues. I mean, seriously. But, anyway. But if Cornette says the reason why he doesn't like wrestlers from Japan is because they can't speak English, I mean, there are those who can translate, and then there are those who are learning how to speak English, okay? Akihito is one of them. She's, she's learning how to speak speak English. And that, in fact, when I saw the clip, she's getting good at it. I mean, seriously. Hey, but at the very same time, you can't, you can't not... You cannot just say one excuse is just because they can't speak another language. That's not much of an excuse. I mean, that's why we have translators. <laughs> I mean, seriously. And especially for Kenny Omega, who can speak uh, Japanese. So, yeah. So, <sighs> anyway. For those who for those who are want to continue to sporting of Joshi wrestlers and do not like Jim Cornette, just don't trend Cornette's name. Okay? He's not he's not worth that, okay? And for those who who like Cornette but also like these these Joshi wrestlers or anybody from Japan, you may have to you you may have the thing. And if you say you disagree with Cornette's saying, that's fine. As long as I don't find out you all flip over and saying bad things about them. I mean, seriously. And for those who are who wants to interview other wrestlers but don't like the wrestlers because whatever Cornette says, you guys don't... Do, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, you cannot say this. You're not much... Of a real wrestling fan, especially the ones who, like any other wrestling fan, who says that, oh this person, oh this wrestler's terrible, or this one's awful, or this wrestler's, no, I mean you have to understand, all right, 
it's just for those who did bad things, you don't deserve you don't deserve give them a chance to have the attention. Okay? And for all I'm just saying, if you do want to support wrestlers, I mean be kind to those who are from other countries. Alright? They come over here to the United States to perform for you guys. The only thing we should do is treat them nice and treat them like from where they come from. Um, give them the welcome they deserve. Treat them as how you want to be treated. Alright? Especially for those... And for those who are asking Maki about Cornette, please, okay? It just made me so sad and upset to see that Maki's like Cornette, but at the very same time, she says that Cornette does not like her. Even though she also likes Minoru Suzuki. I mean, I'm pretty sure Suzuki likes her. And they probably are friends, but... It's just, it's just crazy, all right. And that's why Maki needs to be supported as much as anything, all right. And the reason why I'm saying this is because she's a wrestling idol. She's a wrestler idol, I should say. Go oh, wrestling, but she's a wrestling I- wrestler idol because she once a po- was a pop idol. She's a wrestling idol, all right. All right. Okay, I'm not sure if this has been confirmed up by WWE yet, but according to what I found from Logan Paul, he said that he's confirming it, that he will be facing against uh, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. It's going to be a grudge match, um, because I don't know why would WWE would do that. But apparently, the information I found out from Logan Paul through his Instagram story, um... What happened was, uh, Logan attacked him, and, uh, he says that he wants to face him against WrestleMania. So, the two of them will go at it at WrestleMania, um, but I don't know if it's been confirmed out by Diddy yet. Um, actually, I can pull up the Diddy website, see if they have... What the? Oh, oh my god. So, yeah, it's actually now been confirmed on the Daddy website, according to the links. It says here, Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, live Saturday, April 1st, and Sunday, April 2nd. I don't know if this is going to be the Saturday or the Sunday show, but apparently, according to an article, According to what com has just posted, uh, it says here's a highly personal matchup. Seth freaking Rollins is set to go on war with Logan Paul at the Showcase of the Immortals. The animosity between Rollins and Paul has been building up for some time. It began when the internet sensation made some comments on social media that did not sit with the visionary. As a result, it wasn't long before Rollins took to the mic to express his annoyance. And things were only testified when Logan Paul, when Logan eliminated Rollins from the 2023 Royal Rumble match and emerged weeks later at, to attack Rollins at the WWE Elimination Chamber, costing him the United States title. In addition to taking his frustration out on The Miz in the weeks that followed, 
Rollins borrowed the A-lister's phone and invited Paul to a face-to-face showdown on Raw. When they finally stepped in the ring together for war of words, Logan Paul refused to battle the visionary right there and then. Instead, he suggested a showdown against Rollins at WrestleMania. Before it was settled, a physical altercation took place, resulting in Logan Paul taking down Seth Rollins with one earth-shattering blow. The match was later made on official and is now set to go off the rails when WrestleMania goes to Hollywood for a special two-night premium live event Saturday, April 1st and Sunday, April 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Streaming live on Peacock in the United States and on Dirty Network everywhere else. Um, so yes, um... Yeah, I get to see the I should to see the um anger what's going on with uh Rollins and uh Paul. And it's crazy enough that I finding out that the two of them are going at it. And the craziest part is, yes, it was the show when Logan Paul was entering the Royal Rumble and then surprised that he ended up eliminating uh Seth Rollins in a crazy way. But uh and then, of course, he did a high maneuver with uh, Ricochet, which I'm like, holy crap, I'm like, I'm watching Logan Paul, who has gone from being awful to being great after the, after Paul's incident that got him very bad looks, especially upon Japan and... And now he rebounded himself, of despite the pro wrestling community is like still not. Some of them are still not pleased with him, but you know I see that he changed a lot. I mean, especially now working with uh, KSI, after the two of them had gone toe to toe in boxing, um, but. It was, but seeing Logan's change in years since I was like, I was not, I don't like him because of the way how he acted to not kind of do. I mean, he had to change a lot. I mean, seriously. Um, I mean, he, he grown mature. Um, and you know, I'm just saying that of that. Um, but, uh, I know there's a lot of people are still, I know there's some, probably some, or maybe a lot, are still not happy with him. I know, especially with the people of Japan, I mean, especially if Logan, I think Logan still should not enter Japan at all until he figures a way how to apologize for what he has done. And, I mean, and because of what he has but anyway, so now I understand. Now, despite of it all, and I knew Daddy blew a chance to have, like, uh, Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins for the United States Championship. But now I see the reason why. Hey, it's because apparently, <laughs> apparently, Austin Theory is going to have a headache coming on because of this announcement. So it's so I don't know if this was confirmed or not, but holy crap! I guess this is happening. The United States Champion Austin's Theory versus John Cena, and I or I should say, Austin Theory versus John Cena for the United States Championship match. 
apparently, this is very shocking, to say the least, to see and John Cena is challenging Austin Theory at WrestleMania. It has been a long time since John Cena ever went for the United States Championship. <laughs> I mean, what, I'm trying to think, when was that happened? Hey, hold up. <laughs> I'm going to do a little research. First, I mean... <laughs> I'm like, holy crud. I'm like, really? Austin Theories could have put the title up on the line against John Cena? I'm like, Seriously? Um, I didn't even know the title has a long history, even though it was first started as the, how do I say this? I think it was started off under the National Wrestling Alliance slash Jim Crockett Promotions. And then it continues to, uh, the from the National Wrestling Alliance to the World Championship Wrestling. And then World Championship Wrestling, which now became part of WWE. Anyway. So, while I'm looking through. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah! <laughs> oh, good grief. Yeah, John Cena won. Last time John Cena had ended up winning the United States Championship was back on March 14th, 2004. And that was about as of this year. It's been what? Almost 20 years since John Cena won the uh, United States Championship, but apparently he got the title stripped because he attacked uh, Kurt Angle, and Angle used his authority to strip him. <laughs> yep. This is a shocker, to say the least. So, about 19 years ago, John Cena challenged Big Show for the United States Championship at WrestleMania 20. And now, at WrestleMania... <laughs> WrestleMania... <laughs> Here we go again. WrestleMania, was it 39? Yep, WrestleMania 39. John Cena is challenging Austin Theory for the United States Championship. 19 years later. Oh boy. Either Daddy is desperate right, to two things, my thoughts. But before I give you my thoughts about this, let me read you the article. It says here you can see John Cena at WrestleMania this year when he challenged Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Austin Theory may have been outspoken and ultra-confident, 
but that doesn't change the fact he hasn't he has proven himself to be a powerful competitor. In a short time, he has risen to become Mr. Money in the Bank, a two-time United States champion, and most recently he lasted five major challenges inside the Elimination Chamber to retain the red, white, and blue title. And with, and it was in that vein that Theory decided to come before John Cena during his role return to give him the gift of facing him in a United States title match at the show of shows. <laughs> the leader of the Cena Nation initially gave a definite no in response to the offer. However, decimating Austin on the mic by explaining that the Denny universe doesn't believe Austin's theory because theory doesn't believe himself. Cena says the champion was not ready to face him at WrestleMania because there's nothing inside of him. When the irate title holder brought the crowd into the mix, however, an attempt to belittle the greatest of all time. He, Cena was back into a corner, and Rock luckily agreed, but he made it clear that win or lose, there is no way Austin Theory can come out on top in a match against him on the grand stage, grandest stage of them all. Cena stands arguably the greatest of all time, boasting 16 time. 16-time world titles, five United States Championship, two Royal Rumble victories, and so much world war. Can Austin Theory overcome his his challenger and his expectations, or is he, will he simply become another superstar who learned the hard way not to mess with, with Cena at the showcase of the Immortals? Well, here's my thoughts about this. Duddy is in a really desperate act but at the very same time let me let me just say this there's in two ways how this is going to end up either Austin Theory is going to end up retaining or it's been 19 or it's going to be 19 years since John Cena's first uh run with the United States Championship Cena's going to become the champ <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll give it to I'll give props to ups to either man, but this is really ridiculous. But I'm just gonna say this: since Duddy blew an opportunity to put the belt on Seth Rollins and have him and Logan Paul fight over it, it this is the crazy thing to having two men who are well considered to be, I guess you could say, stale, but. Theory's been champion for a very long time and is getting boring and ridiculous. But I'd rather just have uh, John Cena as champion. Otherwise, we're going to have more headaches aches than happening. And this is Duddy's anyway, shape, or form to try to get Austin Theory to prove who he is. I mean, sorry, have been bad enough as it is, but I mean, crazy enough but <laughs> Austin Theory that's a madman, okay? I mean, if Cena can't beat him, I'm like, you might as well sick Logan Paul on him. <laughs> if Logan, no matter if Paul uh, win or lose, just throw him against Austin Theory. <laughs> have, have him take a cheap shot.
at the at the weirdo. Oh, okay. I mean, seriously, he was not even. I never imagined how far has he gone since what winning championships. But you know, in the independent level, I was like, yeah, whatever. But then <laughs> here he is trying to headline WrestleMania <coughs> against John Cena. No, duh. So, I don't know. This is weird as heck, man. Let's see if there's anything else that's been revealed. Oh, of course, I know some of the other things, including uh, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Of course, Rhea Ripley's taken on against Miss Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yep. Of course, this will be crazy enough to see the two of them. Oh, which, by the way, I will mention, I want to mention one thing. After talking about the daddy stuff, I will be talking about Miss Flair's husband because it has to deal with his manager slash assistant share something on Instagram. <laughs> of course, there is, uh, Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair will be putting up the title against the one and only Kana. I am refusing to call her by her daddy name because it hurts my head. Oh, and then, of course, we have a six women's tag team match. Oh, I wonder how that happened. Hmm. Anyway, let me read you this article. Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control in a six women's tag team match. So, in other words, is the legendary ladies of Lita and Trish Status be teaming up, up with Seth Rollins' wife, a Becky Lynch, to take on against Bailey, Lee, Io Shirari, and Dakota Kai? Oh, I hate her dirty name. Sorry, I have to say that. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Although it's crazy enough seeing in in this, but this is the crazy see thing that Daddy is pulling off to have to have the beautiful old women that is Trish Stratus and Lita, but teaming up with Becky Lynch. Oh boy, I haven't seen this craziness since. Since, uh, since Trish Dennis feuding against Mickey James and Death Phoenix was thrown into the mix. <laughs> but, holy crud. This is crazy. <laughs> uh, anyway, the article says here, At WrestleMania, Trish Stratus will f- join forces with the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Becky Lynch and Lita against Damage Control's Bailey, Lee, Ido Shirati, and Dakota Kai. Becky Lynch has a long-standing rivalry with Damage Control, but it wasn't until the February 20th edition of Raw when the man's knife cut the deepest. 
Big Time Bex interrupted an episode of Ding Dong Hello. <laughs> That's... Sorry. I hope Bailey is fine with that. <laughs> to challenge Bailey's cohorts, uh, Io and Kai, hey, to a match for the Duddy Women's Tag Team champ- titles. When the role model inquired who Lynch's partner would be, Duddy Hall of Famer Lita emerged to take up the challenge. At the height of the high-stakes matchup the following weeks, Trish suddenly charged down to the ring, helped neutralize the meddling Bailey, and paved the way for Lynch and Lita to capture the championship goal. And which apparently, I saw something circulating, I, I think it was on Instagram, because what happened was after the match, uh, Trish... Trish Stratus and Seth Rollins ended up celebrating. Yeah, in other words, Seth came out and celebrated with his wife. I was like, holy crap. (laughs) So not only Seth Rollins came out and celebrated, Trish is like joining the celebration. Like, we have three wonderful women and Seth Rollins. That was that was priceless. <sighs> anyway, I'm surprised Daddy didn't acknowledge that. One week later, on the Raw, on Raw, the six superstars face to face, and when Bailey attempted to belittle Trish Stratus, the Daddy Hall of Fame recommend that she and the new champions get some satisfaction at the show of the shows uh, by taking on Damage Control in a six women tag team match. <laughs> well, my thoughts about this is this is this is an interesting point of seeing six women and and two of them who who are the legends of in WWE and of course you have well four women who has been known as the as the in the had got their attention through the independent scene. Well, except for Ayo, who got her fame through Japan. And, which is really kind of crazy to see how this is happening. <laughs> I mean, to Dede, you just see, you just see, like, six women. To me, I see two Dede Hall of Famers, and four women who dominated the independent scene. <sighs> They're all legends to me. <laughs> I give it to everybody's like, that's all true. Do your research, kitties. Do your research. Huh. Of course, we have, of course, Brock Lesnar versus almost. I guess this is, has to deal with what happened. <laughs> Uh, see, following the months of carnage from both superstars, the beast incarnated Brock Lesnar and Nigerian giant almost will finally square off at the greatest state, grandest stage of all at WrestleMania thirty nine. Almost and his partner MVV threw down the challenge to Lesnar on a recent edition of Monday Night Raw, challenging the former WWE champion to a one on one match to prove. To prove who is the true beast in WWE. With MPV in his corner, almost, almost 
almost has semantically destroyed nearly every superstar that he has faced. Meanwhile, Lesnar is coming off from one of the greatest challenges of his career in his rivalry with the almighty Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Very interesting to see how this is going on. I mean, for, for but isn't I thought I thought MPV was his manager. Sure. Almost his manager, not partner. <laughs> It'd be crazy enough to see two men who had both took on against Bobby Lashley. Of course, <laughs> of course, seeing how this is happening. I mean, seriously, MPV is going to be, has going to make sure that Omo almost uh, would be coming out top. But then again, Brock Lesnar is a man you don't want to mess with. Especially he's still, especially he's in his farm or Brock stage. <laughs> yeah, if you guys didn't know about Brock Lesnar, <laughs> I mean Lesnar's grown hair, hair, and he's in his, and he comes out in his farm or Brock ways. His outfit is, it looks like a farmer man. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why every time I see Lesnar looking like that I was like oh look it's former Brock Lesnar <laughs> actually I remember something really funny when Lesnar first started out my brother my brother called him Bork Lesnar <laughs> I was like where the heck did you pick that up from Jonathan Oh, but now I just prefer him to farm a Brock. Hey, kiddies, look who it is. It's farm a Brock Lesnar. Ah, I farm a Brock. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. This is, of course, this has been revealed. The Miz is post is hosting uh WrestleMania. I'm like, really? <laughs> anyway, crazy enough Daddy would allow this to happen, but I guess since I guess since uh I guess uh then I guess they don't have a match for the Miz. Despite he and his wife Maurice are are in the commercial for <coughs> for it, which is very kind of crazy. But yeah, of course, the one thing is I'm looking forward to is Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the undisputed Universal Championship match. Now, I will say that. What I told in the last episode or two episodes ago, um, I would say that what in the world gave what in the world Duddy is allowing Paul Heyman to make lewd comments about about one to want to uh go after go go horny bunk jail on Cody's wife. A Randy, all right. 
and let me just say this, and I will go and argue against anybody about this, but for what reason and how who gave him the ideal to do that they should be in serious trouble but of course they're gonna say well what about the time him brandy did this i'm like i mean <coughs> <coughs> she got she was got kissed by kenny omega in their in in a in ring of honor that was very awkward to say the least least because of their feud. Yeah, that doesn't count, okay? First of all, that was weird. And second of all, it kinda mean I know I I know a lot of the fans are gonna say it. That makes me feel jealous. I'm like, yeah, it makes me feel jealous to find out who's more of a better kisser or who he kissed the best. That's between Brandy Rhodes and uh Kota Bushi. Ugh of course, then we have the heavens of Cornette's followers come after me and say, No, you can't say that kind of stuff. Oh, really? Like, understand this. This. Cornette is, an, Cornette is just a better old man. All right? As far as I can say... Hey, after what I said in the last segment about how, what he did towards Maki Ito, when I found out that she likes him and he doesn't, I'm like, you know, this guy needs to stop acting so mean. All right? I mean, what is something that, why does he not like Maki Ito? Oh, is it because she's Japanese? Then he's an idiot. That's the excuse. And, you know, I mean, he hasn't given much of an excuse, a reason why he doesn't like her. And same thing with, same thing with the, the with about Kenny Omega and, and Kota Bushi. The only thing is he gives some ridiculous, stupid reasons that I don't get. <sighs> Either way, I mean, seriously. But anyway, so about so about the main event about that, I'm hoping to see that Daddy will put that on Cody, or or the pro wrestling community is gonna f go crazy, cause we're tired of of Roman Reigns running this, and as for Paul Heyman, he needs to keep his mouth shut. I mean, who allowed him to say vile comments about Brandy, hey, or better yet? What was also the vile comments about Cody's late father? I mean, that does not make any sense. You know? That, if I'm not mistaken, actually, the only thing I get to say about this is I'm very disappointed in Paul Heyman, especially when he ended up doing a lot of managing. And the only thing Paul Heyman didn't do it was to save uh, Claudio Castagnoli's uh, former tag team partner slash former trainer, Chris Hero. I mean, seriously, I will, I will drag Heyman down for that. Those for fighting for him for saying some completely garbage stuff. But anyway, so 
I will look forward to seeing if if Cody defeat him or not. But the comments Paul Heyman made were so vile. I'm like, Paul, you're a dad. Roman's a dad. Cody's a dad. And you th- and you just didn't realize what's going on. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure, or Brandy can bring Liv. Brandy can bring her daughter with her, and the two of them can go see Cody any way he because you know I'm hoping they can or not. But his comments were very much vile, you know, for what he said. But Denny is very sad enough to do this. I mean, after all, all it's time for Cody to do what his dad didn't do and what his half brother Dustin couldn't do. Finish the story, Cody. Defeat Roman. Become the become the WWE champion, so we can be happy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. So I want to point this out right away because I don't know when this is gonna be happen or not, but it's been revealed, as I saw on Instagram, um, a. That there's a possibility that um, Andrade is coming back to AEW. And I know what you guys are saying, is he? Yeah, and I think I'm, and I, I think I know who can confirm that. Apparently, if you guys didn't know, Andrade's uh, manager slash assistant or assistant slash manager, whatever you want to call him, even though he wants to be known as the assistant, uh, Jose had posted on his Instagram account uh, of an Instagram reel of him holding the mask of Andrade. Hey, if you guys don't know, Andrade does, before he comes out I'll have his wrestling match, he wears a mask. Similar, similar to that of almost to uh, of <laughs> Evil Uno. Oh, um... Almost similar to that, but it's it's a Mexican mask, I could say. Anyway, um, on Jose was a posted was him holding the mask, yes, yes, and I think because the camera was like went to to the sea, it was just of the mask, and I think there was music played, but it might be confirming that Andrade is soon to make a return. Now, I know what you guys are asking, so what happened to him? Well, what happened was, Andrade suffered an injury. I think, I don't know whose hands it was. I think I heard it might be from Sammy Guevara. I'm not 100% sure. Um, because the fans are weird. Um, what happened was, uh, Andrade got hurt, hurt, hurt from his shoulder, and because of that, I think shoulder around the area of the shoulder. So he, because of that, he was injured. Now, I know this is very awkward to say the least, but I don't, I haven't seen much from, uh, seen anything much posted from Andrade. So there's a possibility that he might have been on a social media break and trying to recuperate from his injury. And, Probably, hopefully, to see his lovely wife, Ashley, a.k.a. Charlotte Flair, despite that she's highlighting WrestleMania. 
So my thoughts about this is what under what Jose is posting, it is true that we might see the return of Andrade in AEW. Now I don't know if that would be true or not, but it it'd be really crazy um to see it but have that happen. But who knows what to expect. But at the very same time I am hoping to see uh how things will go. Oh but as of right now, I'm not sure of a return date as of yet. But to see Jose sharing on his Instagram account an Instagram reel of showing off that Andrade is coming back to AEW might be happening soon. But who knows? Um, I mean, there'll probably be more about this on tomorrow with AEW uh Dynamite, of course, I may try to swing and listen to it or not, um, but who knows. Um, and it's kind of crazy to find this out, so who knows. So stay tuned with that. Yay. I guess I'm going to have to start looking into this past week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Because I just saw something on the AEW uh on AEW Instagram, on Instagram, and geez, I can't believe this is happening. So with so apparently there's been an announcement from Tony Khan, who says that, um, because on behalf of AEW and also Warner Brothers, in order to promote the upcoming movie Shazam, Fury of Gods, um. <laughs> it's been it's uh apparently the AEW one of the AEW uh championship chip belts is being renamed and it's the one that Orange Cassidy has is no longer the AEW All Atlantic Championship it is rebranded as the AEW International oh, Championship I know what you guys are saying. Are you kidding me? No, it's crazy enough. Um, yeah, it's it's really um very un very unique what Tony is saying. But um, yeah. So the t so the championship is being rebranded, and Orange Cassidy is still the champion, and he's set to defend it against Jeff Jarrett in. Canada. I think it's Winnipeg, Manitoba. I think that's where uh I think that's where uh Chris Jericho has grown up from. Grown <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, this is really shocking to say the least. Um I would definitely say that this is crazy. And uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it, how 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 people are gonna end up kind of what scrutinize what Tony said, but if this is coming from Warner Brothers, that's fine. I mean, after all, they do own TNT and TBS. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, 
But uh, yeah, it sounds to me. It sounds like it's a really crazy, bold statement to make and to announce it as possible. So, um, I will now. Of course, I will. I will quickly glad to go over any of the uh, show's results and find out where how everybody is at. Okay, okay. <laughs> show. On AEW Rampage last night, I guess by Tony Khan, Mud Briscoe came out and he decided that it's time for him to put the to move on with the tag team titles. As he I think it was being declared that he is relinquishing of the tag team titles. Because it's been the tag team titles hasn't been defended dead and ever since his brother's passing in January it is very much hard for Mark to do anything. Well, Mark had just announced that on much thirty first at Supercard of at Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, the first, show, I guess you could say it's one no, one of their big shows for Ring of Honor. Apparently, there's going to be a huge ta- tag team ladder match known as Reach for the Sky ladder match. Where the tag team titles will be on the line. No, not really on the line. They're going to be a hang. Sorry. Anyway, um, apparently, there's going to be tag teams that are going to be fighting for this. And whoever's going to win is going to be the next Ring of Honor tag team champions. And anyway, Mark announced the first tag team would be the Lucha Bros. Penta and Ray Phoenix. And it's really crazy enough for that Mark would do this. Now, I know most of you guys are going to ask me questions like, what is going to be happening to Mark? Is he going to partake in this? No. I don't think so. I mean, there's not, I don't, unless Mark can find a tight team partner who is just like his brother, I don't think he is. I think they're going to try, I think what's going to happen is Mark's going to be very much pushed. To become the next Ring of Honor World Champion. I mean, no offense to Claudio. I mean, <laughs> I mean this. I mean, I know that uh, they. I mean, I know that Tony Khan had had. Uh, I know I'm gonna keep referencing Tony Khan in this, but he had Claudio turn heel. So we'll have to wait and see how that goes. So anyway, um. Anyway, so, yeah, Mark's going to be definitely going to be very much going to be happy when he announcing these tight teams. Um, I know a lot of people are going to say who else would be a uh, great tight team. Um, I don't know who else would it be. I mean, maybe FTR is going to get involved, but... As I said, the last thing I heard of, FTR is about to head on a war or, or against uh, Billy Gunn's sons and Austin and Colt Gunn because, or say Colton, not confused with Colt Cabana. <laughs> anyway, it looks like um, FTR is going to be feuding against and Billy Gunn's sons in a heck of a war. And I know most of you guys are going to say, is that really necessary, Lindsay? Yeah, 
it is because um as I heard that uh, Billy's sons kind of trash-taught the FTR, and it was not good, really. But, yeah, for some reason, they beat the acclaim for the tag titles. I don't know if it's by themselves or did their father help, so I have to look into that. Um, but, yeah, at least FTR's going to come and spank them. <laughs> um... I don't know who else else would go for it. I mean, uh, I mean, it would be really hilariously if, I would say maybe to also see some of the members of the Dark Order and maybe Claudio and Wheeler, Utah. I mean, it would be weird seeing Claudio try to win the tag team titles. Which will make him a three time if he does. Which I'm which I mean the reason why I'm saying it feels weird is because his first two title runs, let's just say was with somebody else. Somebody who is tall enough, like tall almost equally tall enough as Claudio. No offense to Wheeler Utah, but it's just if if Tony's pulling that kind of crap, I mean there's going to be a lot of questions. <laughs> I mean, if there's anybody who definitely should be, um, definitely should be teaming up with Claudio, and if they ever do, if you ever do be, partake into it, it's not Wheeler Utah. And it's certainly, it's not going to be John Moxley. I know I'm going to be pulling this out of my butt, but if, if all means necessary, if Tony is ever going to put Claudio in a tag team, team Ever in Ring of Honor, is I don't think Wheeler Utah or John Moxley would be a worthy tag team partner. I know that even though it would be agitating one Eddie Kingston, but if there's anybody who deserves to be teaming up with Claudio, it's his old tag team partner, and I mean it. I mean this is way before. His de- way before Claudio's daily run, there was one man who was his tag team partner, and I think he had also pro- responsible for Claudio's training. And yeah, he's also being promoted out by uh, <laughs> by uh, Cheeseburger, who runs the uh, Worldwide Dojo. I know I shouldn't speak about that, but it's true. So, but like I said, if there's anybody who's going to get mad at me or pissed or make um, Eddie angry. It's the only person that stinking cheeseburger has been heavenly promoted. <laughs> I forget world famed C B <sighs> Which is barely it's doing it today. A seminar and film 
clumpo, $100. Cheeseburger, madman it is. Yep. Cheeseburger, a, a, a world famous CB. Bruh, you're mad. I'm not talking about Cheeseburger, CB, world famous CB. I'm talking about the man he's promoting, who is Claudio's diet, he used to be Claudio's diet, Dave Barner. <sighs> the man they call him the knockout artist. This Chris Hero. I know it's risky, but if anybody who does, if if you're gonna put Claudio in any tag team, team and have him run for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, do it somebody he knows of. Seriously, Tony. <laughs> Ugh. So I'm gonna try my best to explain this, so you have to bear with me. But if you guys don't know. Arn Anderson, you know, good man, good wrestler, and uh, great manager, right? Well, apparently, he, uh, if you guys don't know, Arn Anderson uh, is a very much happy man, has two boys. Well, I knew this because his young, well, his young son, uh, Brock, is is being managed by his father. And I know I wish uh AEW uh booked him more often, but anyway. Um anyway, I just found out from Arn Anderson who just tweeted this out. And it shocked me to hear about this. Anyway, the tweet says here, and it's from Arn Anderson under the Arn Show. Last night, my family suffered a loss that should never felt be felt, even though he made a mistake, be felt by any parent. Our oldest, our older son Barrett, passed away. I'm struggling sure to write this to tell tell those you love that you love them. Barrett was just thirty seven. And I was wondering what the heck happened when I told when I talked to Rich about this. Anyway, then I ha- then I saw Brock Anderson and uh, tweet on his Twitter account B Anderson eight at B at B Anderson dead. <laughs> Sorry, ah uh, crap. <laughs> yeah, his Twitter account is B Anderson AEW. And he says here, love you, Wimsta. Anyway, Brock says here in these screenshots that he made a note, including photos of him and his brother when they were younger. According to this, it says here, according to what Brock says, I never thought of what to say in something like this because it's not something you just have on stand by waiting for the day to come. 
Last night, I lost my brother Barrett, and since that moment, I found out my body has been in shock. It is, it is not clicking in my brain that he is gone, and I don't know if if it ever will. My parents and are in absolute shambles, and for the first time in my life, I saw my dad, a man's man, absolutely break down in tears. Having to see my parents get that call is the most excruciating and cruel thing I ever witnessed, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I don't know why, but one thought kept popping in my head. I remember him driving me around at seven years old in his brand new blue Chevrolet Silverado blasting Young Jeezy and Outcasts as right before the line what's cooler than being cool? He hit it. He would ask me the same question. And before my young mind could register the question he would cut me off and shout it Ice cold, and would send me into hysterics every single time. Memories like that makes me not sad for losing him so young, but happy that I had him as long as I did. All my life, I've been a little brother, and now I'm not even a effing brother at all. I love you, Wimster. And there's a photo of him as a kid with his brother, who I guess used to play football. And then, and there's a photo of the two of them. It looks like at the beach. So I said to him, sorry for your loss, Brock. Because it's very sad that this is happening for uh, Brock and for his parents. And a lot of people are tweeting at both of the... So one are tweeting to one of them or both of them. I decided to tweet to Brock because it's very sad that his that this is happening, and I know losing somebody so close like this really hurts. And I can say that because I lost somebody who I loved so much, and the shock came to me about this happening about five years ago and I remember and yeah it's almost been five years since this happened um and it was crazy enough to talk about this but but to fighting to but to get in a phone call like that it was kind of crazy to say the least but for Brock to express this I'm I'm glad he did as much as how his father tweeted, but I'm just glad that Brock kind of filled in the fill it in. If you guys don't know, his brother must have gotten to. I'm not a hundred percent sure if this is entirely true, but it's a possibility that his brother might got into an accident. Um, I'm not sure. They said he. They got the call. Um, I don't know if that's the case or not. Um, but. Anyway. 
it was it was shocking to hear this happening for uh for him um to take this but the worst thing you get of all to see his legendary a wrestler or wrestling his wrestler father er, and seeing him breaking down is gotta be the scariest thing ever I mean it's hard to say the least anyway when I so anyway as I was just trying to relax as much and I don't know if it was that or dealing with having dinner and all of a sudden, I get my notification off my, I can't believe, I don't know if it was my phone or my iPad. And all of a sudden, it's, it's, I get a, it's a notification and it's Brock Anderson, which he liked my tweet. And I'm like, what? Brock liked my tweet? I mean, I'm shocked. I was trying to be sincere that what happened to his what happened to him and to his father and this sad enough to see this is happening to him and then of course finding out that you get a phone call that the somebody a, a, who's who's at, who has been your brother passed away and you go out there and like somebody who's just a random stranger who follows you, who hopefully one day see you wrestle to be something. Or, well, I don't know. I'm just much in shock as he is because losing somebody very closely enough can break you. As much as I will say that, that what broke me. Besides also my mother being sick or the fact is I'm much worried about my brother there and there. But for me, when I lost my, I guess you could say my friend about five years ago, I was so broken. And I understand how Brock's probably going through because it it happened. But I'm more in shock that he liked my tweet. I was just trying to be a nice person. And anyway, I hope for Brock and for his parents and to pull through through together and hopefully to find the strength and and to remember and to mer- remember Bar- uh, Barrett. I mean, seriously, this really hurts. Not just for Brock, but for his father, Arn. And and I'm just saying this from the bottom of my heart. I do f- sincerely sorry for your loss. Your condol my 
condolences to you, Brock, and to your father and to your mother. Because nobody in the world should ever have this happen. And I hope if it if it's an accident, if somebody had tried to harm him, I hope whoever did that, I hope they they I hope their day is coming. I mean, seriously. Um, but otherwise, this is very heartbroken. And sure enough, I mean, this is sad. I mean, it's already bad enough of er, enough from the beginning of this year, er, Mark Briscoe losing his brother, their Jay, and now Brock loses his brother, and seeing his father, his father, who's a legend, and in the pro wrestling community, as a pro wrestler and a manager. And I hope for Arn, I just hopefully he does not lose his, lose this and do something really wild like what Kevin Nash did when he found out that when he shared the news that his only son had passed away. Hey. <laughs> and I don't know. Deep down inside, I'm hoping that somebody like maybe Mark Briscoe can reach out to Brock Anderson and the two of them can talk. This is very much sad to hear. As much as I can say this. Is really much heartbroken to hear about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, I was gonna talk about this, and I know this is the dumbest thing ever to me to talk about this while after talking about uh, Rock Anderson's brother passing away and him revealing that his father or who's a legendary wrestler and manager, uh, is broken. But I want to talk about this because, god dang it, this needs to be said. Apparently, I was informed yesterday that... How do I put this? My friend Carrie flipped out at, about Rio deactivating her uh, Twitter account. And I found out, I'm like, what happened? And she got bullied. And finding out about this, and then I was trying to explain about this as of yesterday, but I had to delete it, and now I'm talking about, I'm recording this. But 
I'm very upset that somebody would bully the crap out of Riho. Um, just because she's different. And because she's not from the United States. Who cares? Now, some... It's abso- some, and even though when I try to talk about this, and I look, Google search about this, and finding out there's a Wikipedia, not not just a Wikipedia page, I was about to say, there's a Reddit page, a tr- there was a post from the r slash square circle, who talked about, who posted about this, and was very upset by it, and those who talked about it says, um... Some said it might be about some men doing not safe for work things that and then try to bully her. Where others have, some others would assume it has to be uh, somebody who couldn't keep their mouth shut. I. And that's what I'm assuming. Despite of it. And I'm referring to is Jim Cornette. Um, I know this is, sounds bizarre to say the least. But it might be that his Facebook followers, probably also on Twitter, are probably going after Riho. Just because Jim Cornette doesn't like her. And for those who talked about Riho on Reddit. Says that you, they, they says they like her. But if they didn't. They wouldn't go out, to bo- out throughout their day to bother her. Which I entirely agree to. I mean I don't like. Even though I don't like Sammy Guevara and his wife Tay. In fact, I wouldn't go far as to bother them. I ended up blocking them both after, after, even though I spoke about this in last season's, last season's, uh, episode, in in an episode from last season, I'm just saying, sorry, my brain's trying to put things together, um, about this. Either way, if this is entirely true or not, it still is not okay for going after Riho. If you don't like Riho, I simply just ignore her. Or in fact, just block her. Or if those you don't like anymore, or if you or if you, you if you used to like them and you don't, or you just really don't, just either ignore or just block. Going out to the throne Going throughout something like chastise them or bother them them too much to bully them um, is really ridiculous. Or the fact is, you know, or or get tweeted back at and get trashed on. Either way, it's not okay. What just because it's if this is something like. Just because this is not like your grandparents wrestling or your parents wrestling. Well, guess what? Grow up up, and realize that wrestling 
is good these days. And sure enough, for what happened is for somebody to bully Rio, it's completely garbage. In fact, I will say this. <laughs> I may have to go check out uh, Stir of Strickland's podcast. Um, be- that's where he interviewed uh, Kenny Omega. Because there was a clip circulating on Twitter that Kenny Omega is very much not happy about how some wrestling fans are treating uh treating uh Joshis that are, that means female wrestlers from Japan um like crap or something like that. In other words they're being treated terrible and it makes me upset. And it still makes me upset to somebody would go after Rio who, by the way, for those who are wondering, besides if you've seen her on just on AEW television, you know, there's more than just that. I mean, if you do your research, I mean, Riho has been, I like to call her the young, the young Japanese legend. Because, if you guys don't know, Riho has been wrestling for 13 years. Um, so she got two more years and uh, she'll be wrestling for 15. Anyway, I'd like to call her the young Japanese legend because she's been wrestling when she was just 9 years old. She's 25 now. Um, she's been trained by a Emi Sakura, who also trained and, uh, <laughs> a wrestling fan and, and slash fan artist uh, Tapla. Uh, under the name uh, Matcha, formerly Blue Lotus. Yes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and I know most of you guys who probably know her, she is a fan artist. Uh, it's, she loves pro wrestling. And she is a, a pro wrestler herself. Uh, and she's been trained by Emi Sakura. Uh... And she lives in Thailand. And anyway, uh, how do I put this? Um, anyway, and which, by the way, I will say this, uh, Tapla actually did wrestle against Riho and actually even team up with Riho. <laughs> and, uh, yes, I will say this. I would love to see uh, Tapla come to America and Russell for AEW and a lot of independent wrestling promotions. And I will say that. I mean, and if anybody who wants to see female talent f- from trained by Emmy Sakura, I highly recommend you better start start. Saving the, the, a lot of money for this and bring Tapla over because I will definitely will even heck I will have I will definitely help her get booked. All right. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, but. 
and I will say this. And actually, I would like to point out about Emmy Shakura's best students, and in Riho and Tapla. But anyway, which apparently is, but for no matter what, nobody should be bullied like this. And it's really much disappointing to me to see this happening for Riho. And which apparently somebody mentioned in Reddit that that reminds everybody about what happened three years ago. For those who are much wondering. What happened was three years ago, the uh, wrestling community was indeed very much shocked and upset. And especially Tapla. When the news broke out that Hannah Kimura, who Tapla was one day open to wrestle against, um, suddenly passed away hey, um, because she was been bullied off of, she was being bullied on social media, uh, specifically on Twitter, and she self-deleted herself. I'm just saying this for the sake of it, because I'm not very much comfortable talking about this on the day. It's because of TV shows. I know it's ridiculous. But, anyway. But, and everybody, every female who knew, every female wrestler who knew Hannah was very concerned about her. But one wrestler, particularly, Cheeseburger, uh, was really upset by the fact of uh, by the fact of what this what was happening because he was friends with her and it really made him upset when he found out the news but he was broken some of the female wrestlers were but most of all El Tapa was heartbroken herself um she really wanted to face against Hana Kimura uh, and when she heard that Hannah was being bullied, she wanted the bullying stopping. Although the reason what, although the difference between why Hannah was being bullied and why Rio is being bullied is entirely different. For those who are wondering, why was Rio, the difference between why Hannah was being bullied is because it has to do with the TV show or a uh, TV reality show on Netflix. Um, I forget the name, even though if I do remember, I'm just doing, I will, I don't care because as I heard, that show has up being canceled because of it. But it's, 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 it was on Netflix, it's a reality show, and what happened was, um, this, even though it was recorded um, back in 2019, um, what happened was, it was, even though that was recorded in 2019 and it aired, aired in 2020, um, some reason it offended these terrible fans and these terrible, awful fans because it affected them because it happened to one of their f- favorites. But And then they go after uh, Hannah. And and the reason why she a, they went after her is because she was upset with one of the roommates. 
And if you guys didn't know, what happened was one of her roommates accidentally washed and dry, accidentally dried Hannah's uh, ring gifts that she was going to wear on January 4th. Right. It's 2020. So she responded to, so she, when she found out, she retaliated. And because of that, she was upset by it. So those who went after, but because of that, those who are fans of this show and fans of the person that, who kind of ruined Hannah's ring gear, went after Hannah. And it was very much garbage, to say the least. And because of that, um, it broke not just Hannah herself, but it also broke Hannah's mother, who was also a pro wrestler. And who ended up, I think she ended up getting married. Either way, it was very much disgusting to say the least. But for those who went after Riho, I'm still trying to understand why. Is it because? Is it because maybe they're the ones who are fans of whoever she was wrestling? I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if it was something else, or the fact is I'm still accusing Cornette's supporters, heirs, uh, just because Jim Cornette doesn't like her. That doesn't mean, and. His fans should go b- bother her. I mean, seriously. And for those who are, and for those who are thinking, and just because she's friends with Kenny Omega, that doesn't mean also she should be bullied for that. Okay. Hey, okay. in fact, I'm just gonna say this: if anybody thinking. Despite of uh, thinking of these stuff, uh, like saying, oh, Kenny's in a relationship with Kotel Bushi, or he's in a relationship with Rico. You guys don't know that as a fact, because you have no evidence to the fact. As much as I will say this, nobody knows what Kenny Mega preferred, because... It's been revealed that Kenny does not like to reveal the information. Despite what he did in DDT Pro was a long time ago. Oh, and it's not just the Cornet supporters, but there are those who are shipping for Kota and Kenny. Understand, they're just friends. Don't think for a moment they're in love. Because you don't know that's entirely true. Because, what, you're basing off of one video clip you saw? Right. Let's not forget that not only did Kota and Kenny kiss in DDT, bro. Let's not forget that Kenny accidentally kissed Brandy Rhodes, Cody Rhodes' wife. Eve, on the last Ring of Honor show before Supercar of Honor, or back in, what, 2018? <laughs> or is it 2019? Hmm, I think it was 2019. Maybe it was 2018. I can't remember. <laughs> Either way, you 
don't know if that's entirely true. And that's so, then you're dumb. <laughs> so, what I'm just saying is, if you are going to go, if you don't like Rio, just ignore her or just block her. Otherwise, knock it off. It's like just everybody going after Eddie Kingston. Ugh. So, I can tell you this is something funny. So, I started to scroll around Instagram, and for some reason, it gave me a reel that happened, what, that's been posted a couple of weeks ago. It's from WWE. Anyway, it's a crazy funny segment, because I don't know how this happened. But what happened was, um, in in this part of the segment... And um, Dominic Mysterio is confronting uh, Ashley Flair, a.k.a. Miss Charlotte Flair, um, who is the uh, current SmackDown Women's Champion. Anyway, <laughs> this part... Or, or, um, anyway, in this segment, uh, Dominic is praising his, mm, quote-unquote, girlfriend, I guess we could say, uh, Rhea Ripley, cause, and he's, like, so much swooning for her, and it was about to get a little bit more inappropriate when, uh, Ash cut him off, <laughs> yeah, Ashley cut him off, and she says here that it nearly makes me laugh so hard, cause she's, because I'm reading the closed captioning things today. Um, <laughs> actually, it's from Daddy on Fox. On, uh, she says, I have a real Latino man at home that calls her, that calls me mommy, <laughs> with a, a much thicker <laughs> accent. So I don't know what the heck <laughs> you're <laughs> And I was like, oh, great. She acknowledged her husband. I'm like, good grief. <laughs> For those who are wondering. And yes, if you, or if you forget. Yes, Ashley has been completely married to Andrade El Airodo, oh, oh, who is currently in, uh, I think he's still in committed to AEW. Yeah, they got married and... <laughs> I love when she said that. <laughs> uh, it was pretty hilariously funny. <laughs> like, Dom's like trying to praise Rhea, but. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sorry, It's pr- this is the most funniest thing I ever seen happen on SmackDown. Um, that happened a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, it's too funny. Like, like Dom thinks he's he's a good let he's a good Latino boy, but <laughs> you get you get not you get up believe it. <laughs> you get up believe Ashley to 
just trying to mention her for her husband. I was wondering, how did this, did you allow this to happen? <laughs> sure enough, they did. They did let her speak, mentioning him. Well, almost. But we all know it was her. It was him. <laughs> Explain why he, why he was trending because because of Ashley. So yeah, I mean seriously, I know much could say. What can you call her Charlotte Flair? Because uh, it's still a, it's a little corny, and I preferred to call her Ashley because that's who she is. But anyway, it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. This I'll tell you what. <laughs> I don't know how the heck did how the heck I did not see this, and I'm laughing my butt off. <laughs> uh, <it> was, <laughs> I know I would, and yes, I mean it. Like I said, quote unquote, calling um Don, calling Rhea Ripley Dom's quote unquote girlfriend. I mean, because it's just a storyline, because I think everybody knows who Rhea is really seeing. <laughs> I can't believe they had to go there. <laughs> and for the difference between Don Prey and, 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 and Rhea versus... Ashley almost name dropping Andrade. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I mean, seriously, I, like Don's fake relationship can't be more better than Ashley's marriage. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is just too funny, man. <laughs> yep. So. I guess I can talk about this thing right now because I want to. And I guess something that I want to make it something very positive right now. Because that's what's going on. So apparently on on Instagram, uh, Dustin Rhodes posted this photo of his very much pregnant daughter. Uh, It looks like she's ready to bust out. Uh, Or in this case... Her, her baby soon to be born. Anyway, he says here, here, which he posted about eight hours ago, um, he says here, can't tell you how exciting I am to be a grandpa. So close. And he tags his daughter, Dakota Reynolds, I am so proud of you, honey. You are my every reason for living. Love you so much. Anyway, when I went to go tap, have and see what has what she has been up to. Well, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> in her in in her lit in her last post, which is on March third, it says here, just over two weeks until we get to meet our little guy, unless he decides to be obnoxious early, like like. Dustin, like when she tagged her father, Dustin Rhodes, or fashion me late, like, like her mother, which is Terry. <laughs> uh, 
And it's been such a beautiful journey so far. It feels like just yesterday we found out the news and since then the time has truly flown by. I'm happy that I was able to fly out every week for work until recently and still feel good enough to tackle the things I love. I feel so incredibly thankful and blessed that th that pregnancy has been enjoyable for me because I know that the experience for so many others there's definitely is not and it's something that I don't take for granted. I'm grateful for so many supportive and loving people in all areas of life. Family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, the list is truly endless. I'm supremely thankful for the best partner in crime life and soon to be parenthood. Soon to be parenthood. It makes me it makes me feel so loved, uplifted, supported, and e happy ever every day. He's truly an angel, and I hope our son is so grossed by how much his dad and I love each other. <laughs> New chapters in life are always a little nerve-wracking, but I do love to read, and I'm excited for this one. <laughs> Unicorns <laughs> are dead, says, love you, booger. Everything's going to be great. You got this. It's the greatest thing ever that, that uh, Dustin d does for his daughter. Give her our love and support. Curse <laughs> with the photos of the man she ended up marrying with her. Mm. <laughs> yep, so <laughs> It's crazy enough how it is. <laughs> so, yep, if you guys didn't know what I told you already, um, apparently, <laughs> apparently, Dustin's daughter Dakota is expecting to give birth to a boy, so <laughs> and they made and uh, they made the announcement around uh, <laughs> around um, I think it was around Halloween. Oh, well, soon to be Halloween, and. Because it says here, and the big reveal, the baby is a pumpkin. Just kidding, a boy. 
<laughs> and this is actually the way how they did this is they're both in costume while uh while the pumpkin is has smoke coming out of it and it's definitely turned into blue so <laughs> it's good for uh good for them so hopefully we probably a good thing and hopefully you know can't wait to see how they all react <laughs> uh so we started to pop over on tiktok and i see a little scrolling do a little scroll and then found out <coughs> coco Bana posted this uh tiktok where he's recording orange Cassidy, who's out of his element and, um, we're doing, I don't know, photos of Dalton Castle uh, and the boys and RJ City. And I'm like, oh, good grief. <laughs> and what I mean by out of his element, usually when I go, usually when I see Orange Cassidy, he's usually wearing, he's usually wearing in his usual jean uh, jacket, jeans, and the sunglasses, and the white snakes. Nah, not this guy. Without them, he's actually wearing black shirt and black pants, and I'm like, uh-oh. This is not like him. Actually, and speaking of some other TikTok stuff, um, I also seen from Matt Hardy's wife, Rebe, who is, um, uh, posting stuff video those in different TikToks while also still maintaining in, in the the day in the life of Gothic Baby AK Miss Evie. Hey. Although in her recent TikTok, Rebe's revealing that she's having her son's photos be done well actually all of four of her children's photos be done in pink. And <laughs> so far, she just finished up, up, um, Naxal's, or, no, or is it Wolfie's? No, it's Bartholomew's, I don't know. Um, and now she has to look on Gothic, baby. When she's so freaked out. <laughs> I can't wait to see how that turns out. I'm like, it's hard for her to see Evie in pink. When she's going through a crazy black face. <laughs> oh, oh, oh boy, this is going to be somewhat entertaining. Oh, and of course, Matt's just popped up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just kind of crazy to see what's going on. But... <coughs> <coughs> it's kind of crazy to see, to say the least. <laughs> um, but yeah, crazy. So, I wanted to talk to you guys about this. And thanks to the captain, Sean Dean, who is, I guess, still active in uh, wrestling, I believe, um, has this, had reacted to. It had no quote a person goes by the name Cam Harless. 
and he la- reacted to lol and with with laughing emojis and then with the salute on which I <laughs> had to like it it anyway what happened was this guy says here Cam here says alright another president that you would never ask for AI art thread this time they're professional wrestlers wrestlers and as I look at them, I was like, really? Like, and I'm like, at Thomas Jefferson, and he looks like Ric Flair for a moment. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, as I was scrolling this, and this, and all of a sudden, as I, as I see, like, they have every president... And it looked like wrestlers. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, I was looking through this. Right about. As they were getting. They were for some reason like. I have to load it. <laughs> anyway. As I, as I see here, as I get to John F. Kennedy, I look at it for a moment and I'm like thinking, why does he look like Cody Rhodes for a minute? So I'm like, there's no way anybody's going to do that. Well, lo and behold, after looking all these uh, <laughs> photos and thinking, good grief. Anyway, lo and behold, I get onto Instagram, and apparently the well notorious, yes, uh, Tom Customs, right? Yeah, <laughs> he posts. He actually turned it into a spin it. Apparently, <laughs> because of this. This, this is what he did. So he took from what Cam Harless did of John F. Kennedy and then turned him into Cody Rhodes. <laughs> and, he said, and he says here, Cody R. Kennedy. Original photo by Cam Harless on Twitter. And he tagged in Cody Rhodes. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Can we see how Cody reacted to this? <laughs> I guess what happened was Cody was in a wrestling match. Oh, he kicked the crap. He kicked the butt. Yeah, no, he kicked the crap. He whooped. He kicked butt and kicked the crap out of uh, L.A. Knight. Oopsie. <laughs> On Raw, t- upon Raw tonight. Anyway, it a um that's not all. Uh, apparently, apparently the man, the myth, that is Mace, aka. Or, sorry, I should let me just. I should, let me do a proper introduction, and even. Nobody would ever done. 
Well, apparently, the man, the myth, that is Brennan Williams, a.k.a. Mace, also known as Jibo, oh, oh, uh, decided to post this on Instagram. <laughs> apparently, I guess, I guess he's still acting as part of the, uh, Maxi Dupree's male models originally was started off by <clears throat> L.A. Knight. He says, it's growing on me. Apparently, it looks like Maxi Mace Mansour starts taking Otis and, uh, oh boy. I guess he needed this. So, good for, uh, good for Maxi to take him away from that annoying, uh, Chad Gable with his entrance where he goes, Shush, please! I'm like, shut the crap up. Man, so annoying. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. I guess this. I guess it's really hitting the hitting high for him. <laughs> so looks like he has been putting up stuff. <laughs> but uh <laughs> let's hope he doesn't get a little bit too freaky with Mansoor. Or I know the happily married father of <laughs> uh, of um three girls and yeah dad being a three two three girls <laughs> it's getting really crazy hmm But scrolling a lot of photos, mostly of what's going on, well, until the sad passing of uh, Jason David Frank, which he posted here saying inspiration. And apparently, it turns out, uh, Bren Brennan actually took his classes. I'm like, what? Like, my word. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then, of course, also, <coughs> and also where he shared some other photos, especially with, uh, from the passing of Sarah Lee, he, where he and his wife and that time two of his daughters were at the wedding thing. <laughs> of course I I think the 
course, I want to see that kind of man that I see. Not the male models for Miss Maxine Dupree. Yeah. Is, but it is what it is. <laughs> uh, so weird. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, <laughs> crazy enough seeing what's going on with with uh Brennan, a.k.a. Mace. It's up to. <laughs> of course, then again, I'll have to go see him up. Caroline Mace, check out, see what he's up to as uh, Jeeble. Of course, probably talking about uh, playing a lot of video games, to say the least. <laughs> Hopefully. Yep. <laughs> so, it's, so this last story I'm going to do before I publicly have this out. So, as of yesterday, a, uh, March 14th of the day of uh, pie day and potato chip day. <laughs> it's been revealed that, uh, that, uh, how do I put this? Brian Danielson's wife, Bree, and her twin sister, Nikki, are no longer being known as the Bella Twins. They are now referring to themselves as the Garcia Twins. And because it's been revealed that they're no longer going to be with WWE. And I'm like, wow. Um, it's really a good thing that is happening because I'm hope I, I know that they're both are moving forward to something, a new direction, which they had uh, presented on their social media accounts. Um, um, so there's no more of referencing of the Bella Twins. And I, and I think fans were not pretty happy about this, but some of them aren't, some of them, some aren't happy, but other, some of them are happy. Um, for me, I'm just glad that uh, the girl, the lady decided to drop it because, I mean, that's not who they are. It, that's not, because that's not who they are anymore. I mean, even though they haven't much uh, seen on wrestling anymore. But, uh, <laughs> so what does that mean going forward? Well, besides that, the besides that, 
uh, Bree and Nikki ended up rebranding all their, their, rebrand their, uh, social accounts, um, and with, on Twitter, they referred to known as, uh, Bree and Nicole, me and Nikki, and, uh, no references on their social media accounts, on their, on their Instagram accounts. But, as you know that, know that, uh, both, uh, Bree and Nikki are, even though they're referred to as the Garcia twins, um, Um, they both still, they both are married, um, and, uh, with at least, um, with their, uh, one, their husbands that they married to, which is kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> of the search engine hasn't fix this up. So, yep. Although, I couldn't believe how... Although, <laughs> although I do want to point out that their article that they have um, written about... So, People Magazine have done an article about this. But the only funny thing is I'm about to say is, um, they only mentioned and uh Bree having one kid and the fact is she has two. Oh. Um ooh. Ooh. with uh with her uh husband, uh currently AEW uh star or, uh, Brian Danielson. And... Which, apparently, they forgot to mention that. Good job, people. And, of course, as for... And as for Nikki, she is married to her Dancing with the Stars uh, husband. And, uh, Artem Chivendisky. And, uh, <laughs> I think Yep <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so apparently, um, it's crazy enough that I find out that this is happening. Now, I know most of you guys are also going to ask me some questions. So what is going forward with them? Well, as I don't know what Breed's going to be doing, but pretty sure, or besides running a her uh her own clothing store um and doing the podcast with her sis her twin sister um i think she's also gonna be mostly focusing on her husband i hope <laughs> i don't know if that's the case for brie now as for nikki um uh, besides being um, you know, trying to focus upon her husband, her child, I mean, her son, <laughs> my bad. Um, I think she'll be also be focusing on being as the hostess of, uh, Barmageddon. Let's just say hostess, host of Barmageddon. If you guys didn't know, um, <laughs> she still is, um, hosting, uh, Barmageddon, which is heading into its second season. So, um, they're doing that. I think, yeah, and they're also record. Uh, they're also, um, doing recording of the um, the recording for the second season. Uh, so, um. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So... <laughs> so, it's kind of cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, but... Now, I don't know if they're going to rebrand... They're going to... Uh, I don't know if... This show is going to be put up, changing her name to, from Nikki Bella to Nikki Garcia. So, I don't know. So, anyway. So, because of the uh, rebranding and whatnot, um, the twins got really a lot of support from uh, fellow pro wrestlers and, and uh, wrestling personalities. Who are very much supportive for them. As much as I can see. I'm very glad for the for them. And. I have actually. It's been years since I. Ever since. The, since ever since. I was like kind of annoyed with them. But not anymore. Um, the reason why. I nearly did not like them. Was actually not about them. It was more. T- about the wrestling, is about the wrestling fan, their fans, um, because <sighs> because first of all, there was no way that a that uh, Bria and Nikki had no control about it, but what happened was any time. I went to go and find out any time a, a wrestler who was who uh had their past dugged up to um they were cla- they were the, these Twitter users who claimed that their um 
pains of uh, Brie and Nikki, and it was just, and they tagged them along with uh, any WWE personnel. They were just trying to get rid of these wrestlers, especially the ones who are females, because they because they comparing these wrestlers that they ended up digging dirt on to that of the of Bree and and Nikki. And despite if I'm gonna say this, but they have nothing to I mean, those two have nothing. I mean I don't wanna say this. The those twins have nothing to do with the controlling of WWE. I mean, for some reason, they were tagged so much. And I don't know if they have know about that. I mean, if so, then, I mean, I have to go listen. Maybe I have to go listen to their podcast. Because I know those two have nothing to do about the dirty town. Soon be dirty talent because it was just totally disgusting. And, and that time I was like, there's no way those two have anything to say about it. Of course, I was, um, of course, now I just want to say that is entirely not true. I mean, those two have nothing to do with it. Um, but. Because I don't know where these supposed uh, fans of Nikki and Bray came up with the idea of that. And it should have been, like, stopped. But now they're no longer in WWE. I'm just hoping that, you know, they could do better. They're, um... Without relying on them. I mean, no offense, but... But, uh... You know... You can't go crazy... With, um... With them, because... For some reason, it was just awful. And I almost... And I really wanted to blame on them. But they have... I'm pretty sure they had no control what their fans were doing. So, I'm pretty sure that's the case. And I'm pretty sure they were not happy about that, being tagged in for anything that has to, that Nothing them have to do with it. I mean, seriously. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of crazy. The only thing I can tell you is, I don't know if... They're still, um, they're, I think their mother's still married to, to uh, John Laurinaitis. I mean, after all, the there was a big commotion about what about this scandal uh, that Wall Street Journal did on um, on uh, Vince Mann, and for some reason. 
the wrestling news is like that he was involved in this. And understand that he married Reed. Um, he married, uh, he ended up marrying, uh, in, in, uh, He married uh Nikki Enbri Garcia's uh, mother which is very much questionable which I'm stunned by this <laughs> uh, the funny thing is I'm looking on Wikipedia <laughs> about their uh, stepfather and this is relatives as Road Warrior Animal the Terminator James Lauren Nidus his brother is the yeah it's just yeah, Road Warrior Animal the Terminator brother James Lauren Nidus nephew Brie Bella's stepdaughter, Nikki Bella's stepdaughter, Brian Danielson's stepson-in-law, Archon Chinfalski's stepson-in-law. So, yeah, that's kind of crazy about that, but it's true. Hmm. But kind of weird to say the least. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, guys, thank you all for listening to this podcast. Um, I'm just letting you guys know that uh, I'm going on now on hiatus until uh, the WrestleMania weekend, which will be starting on, I think, or I know it's the first WrestleMania weekend or WrestleMania week. So it'll be starting on, I think, the 31st and 1st. 
Uh, I'm gonna try my best the covering of it. Um, I think that's when the kicking off of, I think that's when the super card of honor goes down. Um, I just want to know. Oh no! Wait. I just want to look at this. Yep, okay. So yeah, March 31st is when the Supercard of Honor is going down. So I'm going to try my best to cover that as well as... Um, at Rust yeah, I'm going to tr talk about Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, as well as... Uh, <sighs> uh, of WWE's uh, WrestleMania weekend. Um, so hopefully you guys can understand as much as I can. Um, yeah, there's... A, um, now, before I wrap this up, I besides mentioning that, um, I just want to point out something. Um, I saw on Instagram, on Instagram yesterday... Uh, from uh, Becky Lynch, that uh, the latest uh, the latest WWE 2K game and called uh, WWE 2K23, um, they're focusing on John Cena. They're mostly are focusing on celebrating of John Cena's uh, twenty year history with the company. And on top of that, um, and on top of that, they are, um, they had a lot, they had other appearances from a lot of the wrestlers. Oh, and of course, one Logan Paul, <laughs> which he had, they had him like driving, um, <laughs> so weird of him. Anyway, so um, yeah, and apparently, uh, Becky's in the commercial. Not her husband, which I'm kind of disappointed with, uh, Dayday. Um, but, of course, also, there was also, oh, and it's not just Logan Paul, but Bad Bunny's also in the commercial, too. <laughs> oh, my God, grief. Yeah, everybody was, everybody was in the commercial. John Cena, um... I remember seeing Triple H, Roman Reigns, um, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, uh, yeah, Logan Paul, Bad Bunny, um, I think The Miz was in the commercial, uh, I forget somebody else too, dang it, oh boy, um, but yeah, and I think it's, I think the game is already out as of right now. So, I mean, you can make sure to check it out. Anyway, um, so, yeah, that's about it. So, hopefully you guys can understand. I'm going to go into a small hiatus, and I won't start the, up the podcast until um, the 31st because of Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor. Um, but anyway, thank you all for listening right now, and I'll see you soon. Till then, bye for now.